cake pop crumbs all over my bed. Hello and welcome back to What Do You Think About Books? Today we are going to be talking about We Unleashed the Merciless Storm, which is the second book in the duology. I'm not entirely sure what it's called. I think it's just the We Set the Dark on Fire duology. Yeah, that sounds right. By... By Taylor K. Mejia. Yeah, I, I, I totally knew that. Definitely. Anyway, so... Dana, what were your first thoughts? Okay, um, I didn't like it. it was from Carmen's perspective at the start because I really wanted to know what was happening with Danny. Um, and, but I really liked it because she started to, like, she wanted to rebel against the rebels and wanted to go save Danny. And I really liked that. And then also Ari knew he was bleh from the start. He just annoyed me so much and there's always something suspicious yeah usually when the protagonist thinks there's something off about a person there's something off about that person like just like protagonist rules also the leader I'm not sure how to pronounce his name yeah I'm just gonna call him the leader um the vulture I did I was really confused why he wasn't telling Ari to shut up like but then it was you were told we were told why but it was really annoying and it was like just tell him to be quiet he's you're you have more powerful can't talk today you have more power than him you have more powerful than him Dana Potter um <laughs> anyway so yeah i agree with your sentiments about Ari he's a huge jerk and I want him to go die in a fire um <laughs> so I wasn't a huge fan of the book right up until the part at the um actually I think I think I started liking a little bit earlier than the um um benefit I I think I started really picking up on it and really enjoying it at the part where she is crossing the bone road with the little girl and then the little girl dies and I think that scene is just like that scene is really really well done and I really liked that and then the benefit that and then the scene at the benefit and then and then everything went tech and I really enjoyed the last half of the book like that was that was great and she and Carmen and Danny got reunited, which is like, yay. And then they fell off a cliff, which was like, no. And then they were fine, which was like, yay. And then they saved the day. And I also really liked how they make a point of not justifying, like, the, like, um, Danny's mindless revenge against Matteo. Like, I think in another book that would have been like just uh, that would have been pulled off as like a justified action because he is a terrible person and blah blah blah. But in this case, it really wasn't, and I like how they portrayed it as not being like don't 
like I like how it was it had a theme of like don't like mindlessly <sighs> wow okay um I like how it was a theme of <laughs> like not mindlessly getting revenge against your enemies like stop distracting me Dana I'm trying to get across a point here <sighs> I liked how they made a point of making a point uh that revenge sometimes isn't justified and you shouldn't just like mindlessly say oh you wronged me you're dead because that's not really how things work and sometimes there's a greater purpose to what somebody else is doing and that wasn't that wasn't the way with what it is with Matteo but that's that's different the that's um I think it's very common that people who get revenge on other people, it's because they did, like, a really bad thing. I feel like um, what Mateo did wasn't as revenge-worthy as other things, like, I don't know, killing your brother or something. Because um, that, that's a common thing theme. Your brother or sister gets killed by the enemy, and then you go kill them. Um... But I feel like it wasn't, it didn't need to, I don't know. There's just no revenge. It felt like, I don't know how to say this. Oh, sorry. Um, Danny just wanted to, like, stop Mateo from being rude to everyone else. And I have no idea how to put this. I had this, like, really good idea. <laughs> I can't describe it. Yeah. That is exactly what I just said. Oh, um, they moved on from Soto's death way too fast. They were like, oh, no, he's dead. I'm so sad. We're going to have to be sad. And then they're like, okay, time to move on. That sucked, but okay, here we go. I'm like, especially since Carmen... And Soda grew up together. Like, they were practically siblings. It's not like Mateo killed her brother or anything. (laughs) 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 Okay, so I forgot that. (laughs) I made a point and then I... Okay, so I'm surprised Carmen wasn't as mad as she was. So, new thing. <laughs> she should have been more mad because he killed uh, her brother, <laughs> basically. Willow has a comment. Um, uh, what are we laughing at? Okay. You guys are laughing and I'm so. just really So, we were talking about how it was, well, I was talking about how it was good that, um, that the main characters getting revenge on the villain wasn't really, the main characters getting revenge against the villain wasn't really portrayed as a good thing. It was, like, mindless revenge wasn't 
justified as it is in most books. And I thought that was really cool. And then Dana says, oh, it's not like they killed their brother or anything. And then she goes on to talk about how the death of the main character's brother wasn't, well, not brother, brother, but like basically like adopted kind of siblings kind of thing because like they grew up together like they spent most of their lives as basic essentially brother and sister and I, I was really focused on Danny I didn't think about Carmen because Danny didn't have a sibling or anything like wait does Danny have siblings I forget um also I know we're talking about one thing right now but I wanted to meet Danny's parents. So, yeah. Yeah, I... Now that I think about... We, we didn't get to meet Danny's parents. Like, we we hear them talked about, like, every two pages, and we set the dark on fire. I miss my mommy. I miss my mommy. I miss my mommy. It's, it's, not, that, it's not bad like that, but I'm... Sorry. It's it's like it's not like oh now I miss my parents. It's more like it, oh I miss my parents. You just said that and didn't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um. Also, did Mateo and the other people actually figure out that Danny is not? Like, her papers weren't right and real? Or did they just think she was a rebel? Did they actually figure that out? Oh, I don't think so. I think... (laughs) And nobody bothered to tell them because, like... Nah. Revenge thing? Um, They didn't actually kill Mateo. They just, like, locked him up. And I think that was good. Like, giving someone a second chance. Which is like in the Winner's Trilogy. They don't kill Kestrel's father. They just... So... So, when um, Danny and Carmen were reunited, I was, like, practically yelling at them. I was like, you're not being careful. What are you doing? You're right next to a big party full of people who will rat you out the moment they see you. What are you doing? It's just... I knew it was going to happen. It was just so... It's just love, man. It's it's love. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It's... I was, I was kind of mad at them for that, too. But it's like... They could have avoided that really easily. Yeah, they could have... Yeah, it's just like... Yeah, I don't know. They just didn't feel like it. Okay. I didn't feel like it. Feel like it. That definitely makes sense. It does. They're just too happy to see each other. Yeah. I'm still very annoyed that the author didn't like add some Danny parts because I want to know what it was like. Was she feeling pressured? Was she scared? What was going on? Like, I know she was safe in the end, but I want to know from her perspective. It just <laughs> Willow apparently knows what happened to Danny while she was with Mateo and the Garcia family. Well, I I I I, I was 
just trying to do that to you and give it to me. Um, but <laughs> just, just what do you think? What do you think she felt like? So give me the microphone now. Okay. I think she was very scared. I think she was, but she was like, I'm a premiere. I'm awesome. I don't show emotion. And then, what do you want? Boom. Question answered. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, she probably did a pretty good job at it. Um, in the first book, I didn't mention this. When we're hearing about all her feelings and everything, I keep thinking, like, how have they not caught her yet? Because, like, in the book, you, you just see all she's feeling, but... And I was like, she's not a very good premiere because everyone can see this. But I, I realized it's only the readers that can actually see how scared she is. Because just, she seems not very good at what she does in the book. But that's just because it's from her perspective and we're seeing how she feels. Yeah, because she puts on just this mask of just like placid, boring primariness. And Carmen even mentions like, Danny, you're not being your usual boring self. And it's like, and then she kind of lets that mask slip when she's with Mateo and, and Carmen because, I mean, well, when she's at Mateo's house with Carmen is what I meant to say because Mateo isn't actually around very often and she and she starts letting it slip because she like uh, she is f having feelings for Carmen and those are a little bit too powerful for her quote unquote mask to cover up Premieres definitely don't have feelings all all they have in their hand all they have in their handbook is don't cry I love that part when Carmen was like isn't your whole book just don't cry <laughs> Okay, this is a question. Do you like Carmen or Danny better? Oh, geez. <laughs> it's more a question. I don't know. I I like both of them. Answer the question, Evan. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> They're both... <laughs> so, Carmen is... Carmen is really... I, I really like Carmen, and I really like Danny, and I'm not sure which one I like better, because they're both great. So, <laughs> what? Also, just, like, this thing that I noticed in the book, I'm not entirely sure how I noticed it, why I noticed it, but I'm not going to quote this exactly correctly, but when, like... Bef right before the benefit, Soda is, like, going on his, like, mission and scouting everything out and everything, and he's like, you know, and what do you do, Carmen? And then Carmen says, I stay here, and um, I stay here, and I don't make any noise, and I pretend I don't exist. And this set off something in my head. And I was like, I've heard this before. And it kind of clicked. And it's an, it's it's a line from Harry Potter. So, okay, I'm 
pretty sure it's in the, it's in this one. I'm I can't quite remember, but I'm gonna pause the podcast for a second. One sec. All right, so I found the line in Harry Potter, and it's very close. It's not the exact same, but it's so it's so so close. I'll be in my room making no noise and pretending I'm not there. That's so similar. And remember the line from, but the line from the book that we're discussing is, I'll be here making no noise, pretending I don't exist, which is almost the same thing. And I think that the author consciously or subconsciously took that cue from Harry Potter. I'm not sure. It's just, it stuck out to me and it turned out to be like, actually a thing so yeah that's cool i've read that book but i don't remember that <laughs> um that's weird you still didn't answer my question Ah. Uh. I, I like both of them i can't choose okay okay but if you had to be friends with one of them just pick one Okay, if I had to be friends with one of them, it would probably be Harmon, maybe? Because Danny is described as, like, kind of boring, especially pre-Carmen. So I can't really see why she'd open up to anybody like me, because I'm not... So, like, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not Carmen. And she doesn't really open up to anyone else. So. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'm probably not going to... I probably wouldn't end up being friends with her. So I'd probably be friends with Carmen. Because she's super cool. She's, she's like, really cool. She could totally take me in a fight. Like, I wouldn't... No yeah, no question. I would not... She'd also be me in a second. Um, yeah, I'm gonna answer my own question. And so, Carmen's my favorite character, but I would want to be friends with Danny because I like someone. I, w- I like being friends with someone who doesn't talk because I don't like talking either. So we can just not talk together. We can just not talk together, and that's cool. Uh, just Carmen's too adventurous, and I don't know. She's too social for me I honestly now that you mentioned that oh she doesn't like talking and I don't like talking you're so much like Danny it's uh, you're you're I'm not entirely sure why I didn't see this before but like around people you don't know you're just like you you answer in like one word sentences like how are you doing good how how are you feeling okay and and then once you get on the podcast and start playing mario kart you're like super competitive and like i don't know talkative well you're not competitive on a podcast but when if you were playing mario kart you're just like super competitive and talkative and stuff but and if we're on this podcast when it's just me and you and sometimes Willow in a room and nobody else is going to hear us 
in the moment, you're like kind of talkative. I mean, I can see that. I mean, I'm not good at hiding my feelings. Like, I'm just not. Well, yeah, that that is a difference. Want to do ratings and predictions? Sure. All right. So I'm going to give this book a uh, eight out of ten for a spectacular, like ending half and. It's really good scene in the middle of the beginning half, but the rest of the beginning half was just kind of boring. So, like, the ending half more than made up for the beginning half, but I'm just, I'm going to dock a couple points for just, like, the sheer hardness of the beginning half to just get through. Um, I'm going to give it a nine because I think the beginning was really boring, boring but you kind of needed that. Because you needed that whole time to know what the rebels were like, and I thought it was really helpful for later. Um, but it, it took a while to get past that part. But now that I well, when I did get past, I was really happy it was there, and the ending was really amazing. The big battle scene was awesome. Yeah, I. <laughs> I'm not sure. It feels like they could have made the beginning half a little bit more interesting because it's just it just felt like this is how the rebels are. And then Ari's a jerk. And then this is a little bit more of how the rebels are. And then Ari's just a jerk. And I don't know. Maybe they could have put in like an like an attack by the um government people and Mateo and stuff into the beginning half to kind of show the rebels in action and I think I think that might have been a little bit better and they could have found a way to justify it like Danny accidentally giving something away or something like that I'm not sure or oh yeah Ari I guess I, I meant to say Ari Ari like no not Danny wouldn't do that but she maybe information, though. she barely knows anything well true Maybe, like, Ari, like, <laughs> gave them a starting piece of information. Then, like, everyone's like, oh, no, I don't know how they found us. Oh, I guess we better go relocate again. And then that whole time passes, and Car- and then Carmen goes away, and then she comes back, and then they get attacked again because Ari again told the people they were there because he's Ari. Anyway, oh, another thing that I was going to say earlier about the, uh, about the attacks kind of thing, why didn't Mateo come with his forces to attack the rebel camp, which is full of people who want to kill him, like you just said, like, what? What? I was so confused about that. Like, I get that, like, the big bad should be leading the troops or whatever, but he's like, but he's like, like, a spoiled brat who doesn't know how to fight and just, he's like, going with these troops on an assault. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm, I'm, I just, what? (laughs) I was so confused. 
That definitely wasn't a smart move. And if I was planning an attack, I wouldn't go with. I mean, it probably looks bad for you if you don't go with. Because that means you're just willing. You don't actually trust in the mission. I think that's a part of it. Just support. Um, but maybe just staying a little farther back. And not in, in like the front lines. Like You should maybe be in your tent or something in the back. With tons of guards around you. Well, it's just the thing about the government is like, it's much, much closer to the government we have today in the U.S. than like the, when like a monarchy or something. And I get that in a monarchy, the king would go with the troops to provide moral support and, but the, but yeah, exactly. The president wouldn't go with the U.S. military to oversee the battle, like that's that that isn't how it works. So what 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 was Mateo doing there? What and how, why did the rebels count on Mateo being there for their plan? Like it's just everything, everything just about that makes no sense at all. I didn't even think about it. I just guess in fantasy books, the big bad is just going to be there at the big final war ending. Because I, I know I'm just going to make another reference to um, um, Kestrel's dad was there, of course, because he's the general. So that makes a lot of sense. And there, but like, like you said, our president... Joe Biden wouldn't go and do that. He stays in his office and signs papers. He's not ready for action. Yeah, true. And also, like, I just want to point out that in the Winners Trilogy, the general, which is one of the main villains, goes and fights in a big battle. And then Kestrel goes and meets the emperor, the other big bad, in his house. Because he doesn't go with the troops. It's freaking smart. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know. I I just, like, I that's so confusing to me. And I'm, yeah. it's just, they could have found some way to justify that without just writing it off as, Oh, of course he's gonna come with the meet the big bad. He's just like leading the troops for whatever reason. Also, in fire, King Nash doesn't go. The prince goes. The general, and he's also the general. But like, the king stays and rules and makes sure he doesn't die because that'd be bad. Even if it was really bad, even if that person was really bad. Um, if they die on the fe- on the battlefield, it's going to be replaced by another person who's also probably bad. Um, just be smart if you're a king or emperor. There's not many of those right now, of course. Don't go with your troops to battles. <laughs> just a word of advice. <laughs> yeah. And we're 32 minutes in, so we should probably stop the podcast. But yeah, that was just something that I wanted to say. Um... Oh, yeah, next book. So, the next book we're going to be reading, since it is coming up on our one-year podcast anniversary, is 
Six of Crow is the Six of Crows duology, and also the King of Scars duology after that, by Leigh Bardugo, because the first series we read was this Shadow and Bone trilogy, but also by Leigh Bardugo, and also set in the same universe, and also basically part of the same sequence as the Six of Crows duology and the King of Scars duology. And since Rule of Wolves, which is the second book in the King of Scars duology, is now out, we can do those, because I hate doing unfinished series. Because that sucks. Well, you chose Graceling. Well, I didn't know that was unfinished, okay? And and also, book four was, like, standalone, and King of Scars is definitely not standalone. Like, they're each kind of standalone adventures. Same with the Flavia de Luz series, and I don't think we're going to read more of those because the last one's kind of sucked, but... Anyway, yeah. Flavia. <laughs> Flavia. <laughs> what flavor to loose? Chocolate or vanilla? <laughs> this isn't even about the book series we're reading. It's we're thirty-four minutes into the podcast. I have a lot to say for people who didn't want to record. I said we should record. Well, you said. Oh, I don't really want to either, but I have to because I have soccer tryouts. <laughs> okay. This is what sleep deprived me is like. <laughs> this is my normal tone of voice. Okay, so how about we say goodbye? Yeah, okay. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> that, that went a little bit off the rails, didn't it? Okay, I'm going to stop this. Goodbye.